Hello, hello, hello. My name is Alex. And I am Paula. And we're your two hosts of Deep Space Gay. Hit it. Do it. Engage. Fascinating. Steady as she goes. Welcome back um, to another Star Trek episode. Um, after our last episode's adventure into the MCU, which was about WandaVision, if you haven't listened to it. You can check it out. It's not like mandatory or anything, but we would highly encourage it. And after our little adventure into the Marvel Universe, we are now back in Star Trek. And what we're doing today is um, something I think we have teased before. We will talk about the first member of the Big Three on the USS Enterprise from the original series. At this point, we have talked about every, I would say, important member of the bridge crew. And now it's time to take a look at... Or favorite, or maybe not favorite. I mean, this is something we could discuss if we wanted to. <laughs> but the first um, chief medical officer, CMO, lieutenant, uh, not lieutenant, Leonard McCoy. <laughs> He's not a lieutenant. I can I can promise you that. And um, of course, McCoy gets called Bones by, I think, everyone in the fandom. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the... Idea of the episode is the usual one. Um, I will talk about Bones first. Tell you a little bit about him in case you don't know who he is. I mean that could be the case, um, depending on what Star Trek content you usually watch. And then um, we'll play our little game, um, which now has a name. It's something I don't know whose idea was the name. Do you even know what the nice. name is? I thought the name was Transporter Accident, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> Then it was my idea. <laughs> yeah, it was your idea. And it's amazing. And we're going to play a round of that. And what that exactly is, I will tell you later. Because I have introduced a new rule that I think will help you out a little bit. Um, but <laughs> I will explain all of that later. Is there anything you want to say before we start? Before I start with my Bones monologue? No, not really. I think we can just jump in. Okay. Um, no, I just, I just wanted to give you the chance because I will talk a lot this episode, so. I mean, we're used to that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Okay, so, um, for those of you who don't know, um, the TOS Bones, so we're not talking AOS here, we're only talking the Prime timeline, is played by the Forest Kelly, and can I just say the Forest, the Deforest, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. It's like I thought weird... Deforest, right, with like an E. So Funny. like the forest, like when you say, oh, well, there is the <laughs> forest over there. <laughs> or maybe the forest. I don't know. I don't know. Now that you mention that. Uh, well, maybe I should have watched some interviews beforehand to find out what he's called. But yeah, he's called like he's played by the, the forest, the forest Kelly. And um, I would say he's one of the most famous Star Trek characters um, with like Spock and Kirk. What... Who is Bones? Bones was bo born in 2227, so in about 200 years he will be born, in Georgia, USA. And <laughs> um, I thought about, as usual, doing a bad Georgian accent the entire Don't. time. <laughs> Drew Parker. <laughs> um, but I decided against it for everyone. I don't know pleasure i think it's nicer for me to talk normally so yeah he's born in georgia and um uh different like he takes a different way um onto the tos bridge than most of the other stuff like tos members because he is not 
at least in the prime timeline, he never really attended Starfleet Academy. So he didn't go the the path everyone else goes, where you like go to Starfleet Academy and then you work at one ship and then you get transferred to another ship and I don't know, rise through the ranks. What he did is, I mean, we don't know much about it, but what we know is that he worked in, um, that he was at the University of Mississippi. And um, I would say that he probably got his medical degree there and then later on worked there or in like a hospital or anything. I don't, I don't really know. In, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they never told us. In probably the United States, I would assume. And later on, he joins um, Starfleet. After his divorce, um, yeah, that's what he does. And yeah, I'm completely lost in my in my notes, which is great. <laughs> so yeah, he st- he's joined Starfleet and he immediately starts on, on this five-year mission, um, which is like basically the setting of the TOS show. And he works there as a chief medical officer and therefore is also a science officer. Um, he's an accomplished surgeon, physician, psychologist, and exobiologist. And um, we learn all of this over the course of the show, of course, when he gets to do all these crazy things. And I just wanted to say here, it's something you and I have talked about before. <laughs> Your face is like, oh my God, what's she going to say now? <laughs> it's um, One thing I think is really impressive with every like medical person, like person working in medical in Starfleet is... Like this, similar to what veterinarians do every day, that they mm-hmm. have to know so much. It's not like they, like, I don't know, when you're a human and you go to a human doctor, they're like, I mean, of course, there's still differences. But if you're a human and you go to, I don't know, a Vulcan doctor who also takes care of 25 other alien mm-hmm. species, the amount of knowledge they need to have is so much bigger. And I think that's really impressive. And now having him being like a super doctor and also being like a psychologist and like, a surgeon and all these things I think really shows yeah. how big his skill set is. Definitely and I feel like we see that a lot throughout the run and also um, the movies obviously. So yeah. Yep. So um, yeah we don't really know like there's this one Tumblr post that talks about that he like canonically never dies in the Star Trek universe because we don't know <laughs> <laughs> when he passes away so maybe in like 4,500 everything else has fallen apart, the universe has collapsed, but <laughs> Bones is still going strong. <laughs> we don't know that. But um, he retired, like in the year 2364, he definitely is retired. And one thing that is also um, interesting about him is he has a daughter. Her name is Joanna McCoy. We never get to see her. And now I want to read out to you a little bit of, I don't know, information I, I found on her. It's a quote, more or less. Um here from Gene Roddenberry and it's, I think this is something I'm glad they never went through it because oh, I'm I'm 100% sure you would have hated it and I would too so he, Gene Roddenberry is quoted as saying in a future story we will bring McCoy's daughter Joanna aboard, she will be a lovely girl and Captain Kirk of course is going to be involved with her, Dr. McCoy is suddenly going to discover he's a father viewing Kirk from a father's perspective an interesting and sometimes angry new McCoy-Kirk relationship will be seen. Oh. <laughs> so that begs the question, how old is Joanna? I mean, I can... Because they never told us when she was born. And I'm mm-hmm. like... And she, she trained to be a nurse. So that that would make sense for her to be on the ship. I mean, yeah, she has the qualifications. Mm-hmm. But 
wouldn't have like that been so extremely awful yeah i think no just imagine <laughs> just imagine like when you have a friend that is like admittedly one of your closest friends and then you date that friend's child <laughs> god like, no how could you don't you like that is a child then in your eyes right yeah like, i don't know how much i mean yeah i know that bones is like older than jim but how much older like i mean i could find that out if i google how old kirk is like when he was born but like we will get to that eventually but i mean still it's the same with like i get weirded out when i think about like some 24 year old person dating a like 18 year old and then mm. i'm like huh that's the same age difference between like them like between my br younger brother and i and i'm like that would mean that one of my best friends would be dating my younger brother and that that weirds me out so much no, that like, already is so weird yeah yeah and that would be so strange especially they they i mean yeah they would probably know her at least from like early on i mean he's not the most like the person to tittletale on everything and tell everyone about his personal life but kirk he's like his boss so of course he mm -hmm. he knows he has a kid it's like in his cv so yeah Aren't we yeah. glad that they didn't do that? <laughs> really, really glad. Yeah, I think technically we were supposed to see Joanna sometime during the AOS movies. Don't remember which one it was. But at some point, I think she was supposed to come to the ship too. But there she was like a little child, like, I don't know, yeah. 10 or something. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. no danger there. <laughs> God, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so sorry. God, that would have been so awful. No. Yeah, I mean, obviously they cannot do that. I mean, no. <laughs> For clear reasons. But yeah, yeah, I think it was... I think she was supposed to be there in, like, either... In one of the J.J. Abrams films. So either the first yeah, one yeah. or, like, Into Darkness. Yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, that... I think there's even a deleted scene with her, isn't there? Oh, I think so, Yeah. So yeah, we never got to see her, and we luckily never got to see her be in a relationship with Jay, like Jim. <laughs> God, no. I don't know why I'm so formal with these characters today. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know either. Like James and Leonard. Like I'm I I feeling very posh today. Yeah. <laughs> Should I put on my very fake British accent? No. No. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so Bones, um, he works on the ship for five years and then after the like five year mission, he technically resigns. So he resigns his commission. And in the first movie, um, the motion picture, Jim basically reactivates. I don't know how reinstates his commission. So Bones yeah, is basically forced to come back onto the ship and he looks a bit rough because he decided to grow a beard and it's a choice. That's all I'm saying. Um, so yeah, he, he stays, I think he serves on the Enterprise for about 27 years, so the Enterprise and the Enterprise A, and yeah, I mean, he's a fa like a fan favorite because he's like really grumpy and grouchy, and he always has really funny banter with both Kirk and Spock, but he also has this incredible bad sign manner, and he can be a really great and loyal friend. I mean, he's not only gr grouchy, but he has these light moments, I think that's why a lot of people like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so that was all the information I wrote down on him. I was like, I, I, we could talk about him for like 20 minutes, but we're going to discuss him later when we talk about the mm -hmm. top five episodes. But now, 
<laughs> you already look so, I don't know, not depressed, but unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel depressed as well. Um, I would apologize for that, but that, like, I cannot because it's way too much fun to quiz you on stuff. So, um... On <laughs> stuff that I cannot know. You can know these things. That I did not things. get a chance to prepare for, okay? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't tell you what we were doing. I mean, technically, you did have a chance with Scotland to be prepared. <laughs> it was just too obscure. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, MacPherson. <laughs> So, um, yeah, what we're doing is a little game called Transporter Accident. And the idea is, it's this thing, I mean, a lot of, I think, students will know it, um, when you have to tell three facts about yourself, two of them are true, one of them is a lie. And the same goes with this one. And um, I prepared seven questions, so seven, I don't know, categories. And um, the this time I will write down points, because I, I had a lot of time. Paula was doing university stuff, and I was like, I could do university stuff. And then I was like, no, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to procrastinate and find rules for this game. So um, with every th like fact you get right, so you mm -hmm. are like with every fact you know that is wrong and therefore get the category right, you yeah. will get one point. And if you don't get the fact, like if you don't find the, the wrong, um, the detransformed fact, I will get a point. And now okay. you can open up the envelope I gave to you. Dun, dun, yes. dun. Yeah, that was a, that was what I was doing the last, I don't know, 25 minutes before you came into my Very room. formal. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you out, Letty. Letty. I love that. <laughs> Transporter accident joker. So. That is the funniest shit that you've ever made. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so um, is, I want to I wanna describe it to the people so they oh, know yes. what it is. So Alex made me a joker because last time... Last time I did so badly. I need help desperately. <laughs> and this is a it's a picture of Scotty. He looks skeptical, I would say, but also kind of hopeful. I don't know. <laughs> we'll post a picture of this on our Twitter and Instagram so that you can have a look at it. And it says, help me, let me help be out, laddie. I do not want to do a Scottish accent. I don't want to <laughs> hurt anyone's feelings. Okay, yeah. and then the, on the other hand, you have a picture just of people like beaming up on a transporter, and yeah, it's the transporter accident joker. Yes. Do you want to explain whether 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 game is called transporter accident? I I mean, do we do we remember <laughs> why it was called like that? Do you remember? Because I don't. No, I thought that I... you might remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, yeah. I. I guess like sometimes like they have an accident with the transporter obviously yeah. like it happens a lot and then there's something on the ship that isn't supposed to be there like the imposters in um in the enemy the within, within. The enemy the enemy within you yeah. you're right yeah yeah or the evil no the enemy the, yeah I was wrong and then um sometimes I don't know it happens I mean it happens on other shows as well I just can't remember any time <laughs> right it's now. Like always that no but yeah basically you have to spot like a danger the fake friend basically so i in the beginning i w was thinking about calling it spot the Rom romulan in terms of you have two vulcans and a romulan that is basically 
I don't know, being secrecy, like secretly being like I don't know but then Paula was like yeah that's kind of offensive and I was like yeah you're right so we didn't do that yeah. um so yeah that's that's why like there's I I was thinking because I was procrastinating I was like okay maybe maybe I will help like give you a story this time because you don't even know what this is about yet <laughs> you have no idea what the categories are um but I decided against it but yeah basically she has to find the transform like the transform fact and basically has to to call it out and so the scotty card um i was like okay in the beginning i was like maybe it's like a 50 50 joker so i will scratch one of the answers but then i was like okay that's kind that makes it too easy so i applied this to the point system every um question has a category and i will tell you the category beforehand so you have a chance not like last time where I was just like, oh, well, fuck you. And um, if you raise the Scotty card, which you can use once per game, you will get two points for one question. So basically... Okay. So basically when I'm sure, I will know the answer. But yeah. before I heard the... Before I heard the facts. The facts, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> and this is kind of... Yes, that makes sense, I guess. I mean, yeah, I was thinking about, I don't know, I was thinking about who wants to be a millionaire and then I was like, well, because we cannot do a telephone joker or anything. I mean, I thought about that, but then I don't think that would be possible because we don't have any Star Trek friends we could call. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Not, not yet, anyway. Yeah. If so, you want to be our Star Trek friend, just <laughs> let us know. Yeah, but you need to be available for like, I don't know, how do you call it? Like when we when we tape the show, basically. So mm -hmm. we can, like, call you up. <laughs> 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 okay, so the everything's clear to you? One, yeah. Yeah, one thing I want to add on. If you get the Scotty card wrong, I will only get one point. So okay. otherwise it would be too unfair because it's supposed to be a help for you <laughs> and not for me. <laughs> okay, so do you want to start? Yeah. So for this episode, I thought, well, we could look at take a look at georgia history but then i was like we don't know anything about georgia <laughs> like why no. would we we live so far away so i took a look at medical facts in star trek so we're not talking weird as and like viruses and humans on mother earth at this very point in time i'm talking star okay. trek knowledge and this is okay. all knowledge you should be able to either figure out or know depending on how, how hard the question is okay okay so the first category, and um, yeah, no, I'm going to read them out to you when I, like, yeah. The first category for you is the space viruses we have talked about before in one episode. Okay. Do you know which episodes I'm, I will, like, I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, space virus. Horny space okay. viruses. The spice virus, yeah. <laughs> the spice virus, yes. <laughs> Me and my <laughs> speaking impediment. Okay, so fact number one is in TOS, the naked time, the symptoms of an infection of the virus are aggression and irrational behavior. Number two, in TNG, the naked now, the symptoms of an infection are excessive sweating and a strong urge for food. Number three, in Deep Space Nine, fascination, the signs of an infection are a headache and a more intense attraction towards people you have a crush on or feelings for. Okay, I know this. Because, yeah, you made it easy this time. And the false one is the second one with TNG. They Why don't is that? get hungry. What? They don't get hungry? 
I mean, some of them do, but not all of them. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely get hungry. So it basically, like, you're correct. Amazing. You get one point. Woo! <laughs> Um, this basically, like in this episode, if you get infected by the virus, it makes your strongest urges and desires, it makes them stronger. So that why it's like, that's the reason why it sometimes shows a bit different, depending on which person is infected. Talking about you, functional Mm -hmm. data. (laughs) 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 Okay. Amazing. You had that one. Woo. So, um, round number two, category number two is Klingon, like Klingon physiology. (laughs) (laughs) you ready you ready yeah Mm -hmm. okay fact number one to withstand greater violence Klingon bodies have multiple safety redundancies that help them withstand severe injuries fact number two Klingons have three lungs two livers 23 ribs and an eight chambered heart and fact number three (laughs) you look your expression is amazing (laughs) Fact number three, female Klingons have extra tear ducts for grieving pro- like processes or moments as mm-hmm. an evolutionary development due to a lot of their men, like partners, dying in battle. Okay. Um, okay, well, the thing is, I don't know terribly much about Klingons, but I know that the first one is right. So they have like the redundancies, like... I know that they have like multiple organs where like humans would only have one so that, you know, if they get injured, that just doesn't affect them as much. Um, but I don't know how much of what they have, <laughs> basically. So I don't know if the second or the third one is the lie. But then again, I think, like, have I ever seen a Klingon cry? Don't think so. Not necessarily. Maybe Worf, but does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. But also, how many like main Klingon characters did we have that had any emotional progress? Well, Worf and his wife that died pretty soon after. But then I think he and Alexander, they did cry. But you were also talking about female Klingons, right? Yes. Yeah, we didn't have many of those. Um... Okay, I would think that, mm, hmm, well, like knowing you, you could have changed like some numbers in the second one, and I don't know I how many never do that. Klingons have. <laughs> okay, but I, I, I'd still say that the third one is a lie. You're correct. So, yeah, they actually don't have any tear ducts, so Klingons oh, not just any. don't cry. Yeah. Maybe like, Alexander only cried because he is part human somewhere. Yeah, some, yeah. Probably. I think his mom was like half human, right? Half, Kli- yeah, half human, half Klingon. So mm-hmm. I think that's why he was. And also, he was a child, so I don't know how much that. Pla- like, Me like either. memory alpha is quite specific on like physiology and everything, which was a real help here, but mm-hmm. not too specific. So yeah, okay. amazing. You have two points. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so the third category is Vulcan physiology. <laughs> <laughs> Fact number How many one. did we have then? Yeah. Third, three, right? This is the th- uh, third one, yeah. Three out of seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you get more than half of it right, great on you. 
<laughs> yeah, we still need to figure out the point system, but I mean, yeah. So, the, fact f uh, the first fact is Vulcans have copper-based green blood and inner eyelids. The second one is Vulcans' heart rates are much slower compared to other known species with an average pulse of 42. <clears throat> and third, the Vulcan midbrain is 65% compatible with Betazoid midbrain due to their shared, not shared, but similar telepathic abilities. Okay, well, I know the first one's right, because, like, um, Bones talks about how, like, um, uh, Spock has copper-based blood all the time. I think that comes up a lot. Then, um, obviously, we also know about the inner eyelids from that one episode with the space, like, with the aliens that looked like chicken cutlets that they threw <laughs> around the set. <laughs> the space pancakes, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And then the second one, I do think that Vulcan's heart rates are much lower. And, but, like, I don't know anything about Vulcan's in Betazoids, like, I never even thought about that. If they're, like, compatible or not. Also, what does that mean, if it's compatible? Can you explain what that means? In terms of they share similar functions and, and like, how how do we say, like, how it's built? Not in terms of they okay. can use it the same way, but, like, similar to how we and a monkey have similar brain structures. Structure, uh, that was the word. It's compatible. Structures. Like, 65% is, okay. like, almost the same. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say that the third one's wrong again. No, Map. it's the second one. <laughs> it's the second one. So, um, hmm. the third one, I don't know where that fact came from, but it is on memory alpha. So I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the truth now. <laughs> Clearly a fact. Uh, <laughs> that's not something that anyone can basically change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, I think that there was a source to it. I think they talk about it in one, like, I think a novelization or anything i don't know but it's, it's on there and i was like yeah we're going with it so it's the second one so wilkins heart rates aren't much slower it's much higher so they oh, have an average higher. pulse of 265 oh, which yeah, yeah. lord <laughs> have mercy on them <laughs> i mean just imagine that would be like i mean of course we would be like instantly be dead, dead. obviously yeah but yeah um so that was that was done Okay. okay, so that, I got you there. Muhaha. Um, so round number four is virus episodes we haven't talked about yet. Okay. You good to go? Yeah. Okay. In the TNG episode Genesis, the infection is spread by Barkley, who upon receiving other treatments also receives a synth synthetic D cell that activates his dormant genes. Fact number two, in Star Trek Discovery, um, Ensign Tilly gets quarantined because she gets in contact with a multidimensional fungal parasite called May. And fact number three, in Deep Space Nine, the episode Babel, the infection is caused by vir virus in the food created by replicators on command level. Okay. Um, I really need to think about those because like, I've watched the episodes, all of them, but... I don't remember everything about it. <laughs> okay, so I think um, the disco fact, like, I know that Tilly came into contact with May, but I don't know if she had to be... Like, I know that, like, it turned pretty horrible pretty yeah. <laughs> fast, as it does on disco. Um, and 
Yeah, well. And then the first one, um, the first one was with um, Genesis, right? Yes. That is also a pretty terrifying episode. Yeah. That <laughs> with Barkley and the spider. Oh, disgusting. No. <laughs> uh, even though I must say, like, Barkley and the spider was disgusting, but Deanna was so much worse. That's true. Yeah. Blah. She was like a fish. A scaly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <A> sca- <laughs> <laughs> now you need to explain it. <laughs> now or later? Because. No, just go. Go. I mean. Okay. We have so, time. Alex and me are playing um, Zelda Breath of the Wild at the moment. And there's like different kinds of like peoples in it, basically. Like you have, for example, like, well, yeah, you have just different kinds of people. They don't all look like human-like or elf-like or whatever. You have some that look like fishes, like their head basically looks like a whole fish. Yeah, it's it's a really cool design. Some look like dolphins. Or sharks. Yeah. Obviously, I know the dolphins are not fish. Okay, <laughs> don't come for me. <laughs> like, they're all, like, water creatures. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I, like, thought I would give them a funny name. And, you know, because there's furries, people who are into wearing fursuits and tails, ears. And stuff, yeah. Those kinds of things. And I was like, yeah, they're basically like that, but with scales. Because they have <laughs> scales. On their body. They're basically <laughs> fish people, so I called them scalies. And then we also have, like, there's... Oh, what are they called? The Zora? I don't know how any of this is called in English, because I've only ever played The Legend of yeah. Zelda in German. So no no idea. But maybe Zora, Zora... Zora yeah, I think oh. it's probably Zora. Probably yeah. the same. And then you have the Orni, who are... I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, they're people who look like birds, and they have a beak... So we call them the beakies because like it doesn't it doesn't work if you call them the featheries. No, it right? doesn't. It doesn't yep. have the same vibe. No, it doesn't have the same vibe. So you have to call them the beakies. And then we also have the... No, that's it, right? No, no. I mean, th- these aren't canon Zelda characters, but we were thinking, okay, what about reptiles and um, amphibious? Like, amphibious. Um, hmm. Yeah, amphibious. So... We call amphibias the slimies because, like, take a look at how their skin is built. You will find out. And then this is, like, the, probably the most horrifying or funny, depending on what your interpretation is. We were like, okay, <laughs> reptiles, they're, they're not too far. Like, it's difficult to find a name. So, so a lot of reptiles have to skin regularly. So we just call them the skinnies. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So going back to transporter accident, um, Deanna... Is scaly and it's disgusting. It's like or slimy, something. Oh, something. She, I think Ooh. she might be slimy, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think she's uh, like yeah. an. It was disgusting. Like form. Yeah. So. Well, um, I feel like you might have like. Hmm, I feel like the first fact might be wrong because like you kind of could have tricked with the because I do remember that um the transporter accidents or not transporter the um <laughs> replicator accidents had something to do with like the the virus on DS9 that they couldn't speak, right? Or, like, whatever came out of their mouth was not what they were thinking, basically. They were just, like, babbling nonsense. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so I think the first one might be wrong. I mean, you're right. I don't... Yeah, you're right. So I changed. It's not the D cell he gets. It's the T cell. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I only um, knew that the others were right. (laughs) I mean, I kind of hope that you trip up because... 
it, like he gets like this treatment like he gets mm-hmm. a synthetic t-cell i really hope you were like oh yeah no that's the truth but maybe i should have like tricked no for future episodes i'm like taking mental notes okay amazing so round number five is you get a basically now get a promotion because now you're the captain of a starship and on yes. your starship there is an imposter and mm-hmm. you have narrowed it down to three like non-existent star trek character people Three people okay. on your ship who are in your science department who could be the imposter. The first mm-hmm. mo- person is Stuart. Stuart is an expert in hydroponics. Um, he focuses on aliens and alien plants. And what he does is he grows alien plants in containers, containers of nutrient solution. The second mm-hmm. one is Margaret. Margaret is an expert in exobiology that focuses in the field of physical cosmology. Cosmology? Cosmology? I don't know how to pronounce that. She studies, um, basically studies the development of intergalactic fungal patterns. And the third person is Arthur. Arthur is an expert in nuclear physics and a doctor of neuroscience that focuses on the effects of subnucleonic radiation on the human Vulcan and Trill brain. One of these three people is not who they pretend to be. (laughs) You just threw around the longest words that you could ever like make up. Like I know not made up. Made them up at some point. I know. Some of those are real things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. So you said the second one. She was Margaret, right? Margaret. Margaret, did something about fungi so mushrooms yes Yes. so let me read to you she's like she focuses in exobiology and she's all like with the like there's always an overfield and then an underfield you know how science works Mm -hmm. and with a focus in physical cosmology cosmology and she studies the development of intergalactic fungal patterns i feel like cosmology is something else i know that cosmetology is like doing <laughs> hair and makeup and like you know being a beautician um but i feel like cosmology is that like astrology <laughs> i feel like it might be similar i don't know <laughs> you're no. shaking your head no. like what the fuck i'm like i'm really <laughs> trying not to have a reaction but no <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't know what were the others again i can't remember <laughs> So the first person is Stuart. Stuart is he is in hydroponics and he focuses on growing alien plants in nutrient solution. And the third one is Arthur. He is a new expert in nuclear physics and a doctor of neuroscience. And he focuses on the effects of nu- subnucleonic radiation on the human Vulcan natural brain. I don't know how I'm supposed to figure out who's wrong. <laughs> I know that the first one has to be right because the hydroponics bay is always where they grow their like plants and the food and stuff like that makes kind of sense yeah and the last one like yeah he you have the neuroscience in there and you also have the radiation in there so the second (laughs) one has to be wrong (laughs) right so you're right (laughs) i just googled like weird science star trek jobs (laughs) so um you're actually right i tried to gaslight you and try to make you believe that cosmology (laughs) is something different but you're right it's basically when you want to find out how another planet developed, how it's like where its origins okay. are, how it's built, all these things. So you probably would study, I don't know, the origins of planets and something. And yeah, amazing. You would be a great captain. You have you have the nose for, <laughs> for the nose people. For trouble. So yeah. 
Now we're coming to our last two rounds and technically okay. you've already won, but I'm still going to ask you these questions because I spend a lot of time Googling them. Yeah. Um, both rounds, both categories focus on different aliens and their physiology. Okay. So round category number six is the first fact is the brain of a joint trill. Has oh, wait, two no. Hmm? Wait, is that like the, is that one category or is like, do you have like different... I have two categories with uh, like yeah. category number six and category number seven have the same theme, different alien species and how they're built. Okay, but how am I supposed to know which one I want my Joker for? Yeah, I don't know. That's on you. <laughs> well, I'll just use them, use it now because I technically already won. Here, here you go, Scotty. In I your see face, Scotty. <laughs> okay, so. Fact number one, the brain of a joint trill has two cerebral nuclei and three different brain wave patterns, one of the symbiont, one of the host, and one of the combined thought processes and everything together. Mm -hmm. The second one is, due to the habitat on their home planet, Andorians are able to withstand near the boiling point of water when it comes to heat and temperature. And the third one is, Orions emit highly potent pheromones that can impact the physiology of other species. <laughs> You're like <clears throat> the most obscure things that Star Trek has to offer. Okay. Wait. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I think the first one may be right because I feel like that is how they I think yep, they probably talked about that on DS9 or in Disco. Um okay. Then the second one, I don't know anything about Endorians, but I think they're usually like more tough than humans yeah. like i know that they can withstand a lot more things and what was the what was the last one uh the orions who emit highly potent pheromones okay. i feel like that is also right <laughs> so <laughs> orions by the way right oh orions yeah i don't know how to pronounce things no today is a difficult day with pronouncing stuff okay orions i do think that they might but is it physiology altering That is a good question because, like, physiology altering would mean that something about I your body. I didn't say alter. I didn't say alter. It's, it's that impact. Impact. Okay. Different so thing. <laughs> okay. Just saying. I mean, it could impact your physiology. Like, you could become hot or cold or. <laughs> When I don't you're know. hot, then you're cold. <laughs> you're in, then you're, you're out. <laughs> Yeah, Katy Perry's like breaking. <laughs> um, okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, hmm. <laughs> I feel like the second one is wrong. Dum dum dum. It's Scotty not. would be shaking his head. So he would not. He would still be he, proud of me. Yeah, of course. He would shake his head and then be like, "Good try, lad." <laughs> So, um, last, yeah, please. If you emulate <laughs> a different accent, then do it right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the first one is wrong, they actually only have two brainwave patterns. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I made that one up because I, I think it makes more sense if they have like, like, but at the same time, can you combine brainwave patterns? I don't know enough about the brain, <laughs> I don't know any of that works, <laughs> no. probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the, so the th second and third one is right. I mean, the Orion. Or, how do you say it? Orions. Orions, <laughs> yes. Um, we know that from like that one TOS episode. Uh, 
where everyone is kind of isn't that the one with the slave girls oh yeah yeah <laughs> so um yeah it's like <laughs> that's a whole nother thing um but yeah mm -hmm. so um the first one was incorrect i tricked you with that one so now <laughs> we're down to category number seven it's other aliens physiology part two The first mm -hmm. fact is Cardassians have photographic memories, but their hearing is less acute than that of humans. The second mm -hmm. is denobulans can climb rapidly, rapidly, similar to lizards, like for example, on Earth. <laughs> And the third one is Romulans have green blood, but their heart is colored blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is... Okay. I don't know if... Cardassians have photographic memory. I, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Does Garrick have photographic memory? I, he might. He knows a lot of things. I mean, he is a spy, allegedly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he might. I don't know. And then Denobulans. I I'm trying to remember what Denobulans look like right now. For example, Doctor Flox. Oh, yeah, Dr. Flox is a denomulant. From Enterprise. Why would he be able to climb really fast, though? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> he looks just like a normal climber, <laughs> not a rapid climber. <laughs> <laughs> Can you look at people and be like, oh, yeah, he's a good climber? <laughs> yeah, you look Especially at Link and you're like, you're the worst climber. Oh, yeah, for don't example. Get me started on him. And I look at you and I'm like, you're a cliffhanger. <laughs> That was one time. <laughs> okay, wait. Um, okay, so the Nomulans. And then the third one was... The Romulans. The Romulans with their blue heart. I've never seen a Romulan heart. I know that Romulan A is blue, so maybe you made that up. Being like, haha, Romulan A is blue, <laughs> so they have a blue heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to that smart or dumb i don't even know <laughs> both yeah so that that's your choice mm -hmm. okay so you're you're right in terms of that is the, like the wrong fact but i did not choose of that so they do have green blood but their heart is gray and um i think garrick or Dukat makes a comment on that i don't i'm not even sure if you've seen the episode already because i don't know which season of ds9 that was where he makes yeah. a comment of them being um gray-hearted and that it kind of suits their species in terms mm -hmm. of their traits and personalities um so yeah i, di I did not like choose blue because of the <laughs> romulanate i was just like yeah what's a similar color to green it was like blue <laughs> so um yeah amazing and i don't know why the nobulans can climb rapidly but that apparently <laughs> is canon and maybe it's in, like an episode we haven't seen of yet of enterprise because we maybe. took kind of a star trek break at the moment and watching other stuff so and cadassians they don't like their brain isn't like They're not born with photographic memories, but they are on a really terrible military planet. So they get that oh, yeah. trained into them really early on. And it's kind of an like ongoing evolutionary process that their brains are more and more adept of like with every generation. It's like a really slow mm -hmm. process. Like oh, evolution doesn't happen in two days, like two generations. But, <clears throat> you know, no. so, um, yeah. And yes, as I said, I don't know why Dr. Flox can climb <laughs> that well. But I yeah. need to figure that out. Also, um. Mm -hmm. Can lizards not hear very well? Do you know that? I know that snakes have no hearing. 
or like really huh. bad hearing. So maybe that was the idea behind Cardassians. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they type. wanted to give them a disadvantage compared to like the humans. Mm -hmm. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean they have a lot of advantages over the humans, so they need yeah. to have some disadvantages. Yeah. Disadvantages as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, amazing. You you won with five points. <laughs> because this time it was like stuff that I could know. Because I've I know. seen Star Trek before. I, I told you about that. I told you this time it's going to be less funny for me and <laughs> more like doable for you. So yeah, now we, we also learned something. I learned a lot about like physiology of different aliens, which I, I will never use that knowledge in my entire life. But I'm no. glad I have it now. Um, okay, yeah. so I hope you in, had kind of fun in this. <laughs> it was better than last time, yeah. I mean, last time was the funniest shit <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, maybe only for me. Maybe we should start recording our Skype call so you can take a look at your facial expressions. Because it's, it's quite hilarious. <laughs> okay, so um, now that we did this, um, I think Bones would be really proud of you. You know a lot of like medical stuff, so um, you True. get an honorary medical award. I don't know which one, but choose one. And sure. um, I think now we can talk about our top five Bones episodes and maybe go a bit more into Bones as a character. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've talked for like 20 hours now. So how about you start with your first on the list? The first thing on my list, yes, is an episode that I enjoy in general. All of these are episodes that I really enjoy in some way or another. Obviously, I will not <laughs> I wouldn't have chosen them otherwise. But, you know, just like as a general episode, but like Bones just puts the cherry on top in each of them, yeah. I think. Maybe not in each of them, but like, you know. In some of them. Okay, so, yeah. Um, the first one that I wrote down is The Devil in the Dark. It's the episode where we meet one of the best Star Trek aliens that has ever existed, the Horta. She looks like pizza. <gasps> the horde, the, 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 the pizza, the the, the, the running yes. lasagna. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the horner. Um, and like I chose this episode because like Bones is a miracle, like a literal miracle worker in the episode. He um, so the horda The thing about her is that she is a living being that is not based on what we are based on, which is. <laughs> humanoid space-ish things i don't so remember what they were like called i think in the episode they're discussing that there's like usually like all life forms that they know so far are based on i think it's stickstoff so yeah but yeah, i don't that's based yeah. like I, th I have to think of evolution because it was the exact same plot i know you hate this movie but uh. you know basically you know, it's based like on some like I know that they use like basically um beton <laughs> to fix her later. Do you mean nitrogen? That's stickstoff. Yes. German lessons <laughs> with Paula and Alex. <laughs> Damn, I feel like so inadequate right now because like literally my brain is not translating anything. So basically <laughs> the horda is like a whole different thing. Like she's a whole different you know Yeah. Living being. Thing. and um so he can fix her anyway and like he has two very funny quotes in the episode one is i'm a doctor not a bricklayer because he has to <laughs> fix the horror because she got hurt and he like fixes her with like building materials that you usually would use to like erect shelters yeah. and stuff and the other one is by golly jim i'm beginning to think i can cure a rainy day and i feel like that's <laughs> a very well-known like bones quote yeah. too 
And yeah, because he did the unthinkable, or not the unthinkable, but the unimaginable. <laughs> thinkable. War crimes. No. No, no. <laughs> the unimaginable by like something that he has not, because like every living being, like we talked about that earlier, that he has to know so many things about so many different species of aliens, yeah. humans, just anything. But he also like never learned anything about this type of like species and he can still fix her the whole yeah he's being a yeah. super doctor yeah an amazing doctor and also very funny so that's why i chose this one definitely yeah okay no that's a great choice i didn't <laughs> even think about that one because i mean of course i do remember the like the running pasta but you know everything else kind of blew my mind um so mm -hmm. my number five is the man trap And the reason for that oh, yeah. is one single scene. It's, I think, really late in the episode. Oh, it's been a while since I've watched that one. Where he has to fire on the... What were they called? The aliens. I don't remember. But basically he has to fire on that alien, which is basically the last of its kind sentient being. So it's basically mm -hmm. like if that one dies, the entire species is eradicated. And he has to fire on th like that. And um, he basically says, Lord, forgive me. And I really think that is what makes the character is something we talk about a lot when we have doctors i think they always of course i mean they swear an oath they swear an oath to protect yeah. life and to help people and like on earth of course people and in mm -hmm. space probably like or other non-human people <laughs> i know words. i mean yeah okay. yeah so um of course there's like the, this oath they, they swear and i think um it's something they also touch upon in dr strange in the movie where mm -hmm. he has to kill that one man and he basically says this is that that stands against everything i've ever done in my life because i was a doctor i helped people and now i had to take a life and i think that just really shows i don't know his moral standpoint i would say mm -hmm. and how he tries to be like the best version and why he always is there to help others and i think that's like that's a really good moment that's why i chose the episode yeah that's also something that i really admire about bones and i mean about doctors in general yeah you know? Okay. Neat. Okay. <laughs> so the second thing I wrote down, the second episode is one of your, I think, favorite episodes. And it's Spock's brain. Because, like, the whole episode is really funny. Just, you know, <laughs> like, the whole, just the concept is just something so mind-boggling to me. Literally mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, because, like, just imagine, like, someone steals your brain. I mean, it wouldn't make much of a difference. But no, at this not point. at this point. <laughs> But, like, yeah, and I think, like, one of the reasons why I thought this was, like, great for Bones is because of his neurosurgical skills. First of all, yeah. when he figures out that Spock doesn't have a brain anymore, like, how do you get to that conclusion? I'm not sure. <laughs> But he does figure it out. I mean, don't they, like, with certain, like especially in the future, wouldn't they also have, like, instruments that show your brain like patterns. a ct but faster basically yeah right? yeah but i, I would yeah. assume maybe that's where he was like oh maybe it's malfunctioning and then he does it three times again he's like wait maybe <laughs> there's it's not nothing the equipment. there anymore <laughs> yeah. there ain't nothing there um. <laughs> god i'm so sorry okay um yeah like um so his neurosurgical skills also later when he like when they do get um the brain back and he like um, he had the teacher on his, or the educator, I, th I think it's what it's called, yeah. like the helmet that the people use to become really smart for like a short amount of time to know all that they need to know in that moment. 
Um, and then he like reconnects all the nerves and the like very small arteries and stuff. And he just, you know, does it. And he's like, wow, I wish I could retain that knowledge. But obviously he doesn't. And also the banter in that episode is really funny when like yes. when he like reconnects Spock's like a speech center to his <laughs> like brain again. And then he immediately just starts like bubbling off. You know, like Spock does about things he finds interesting. And yeah, yeah, that is really like I really like that. Yeah, the episode, I also wrote it down. It's my number two. Yeah. Um, Neat. I just wrote down good doctoring and fun. I mean, you basically, you've explained it amazingly. Yeah. It's just, it's hilarious. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad someone wrote that. Because this is something that wouldn't be published today. No one would believe no. that. Everyone no. would look at you and be like, the fuck get out of my office, you know? <laughs> or in this case, get out of the Zoom call. Um, but, you know, back in the day, they were like, yo, yo, that, that's a neat narrative. And I'm that's glad they amazing. did it. Yeah. <laughs> okay so i'm just going to continue with my number four and mm-hmm. it's also one moment like so the my number four and five are both badass moments or like or bones ish moments mm-hmm. and it's the episode space seed it's the one where they meet khan and it's oh, basically yeah. the moment where khan holds i think it's some knife scalpel or anything onto mm-hmm. um bones's throat and basically is bitch try me <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just it shows like he is so cool under pressure and he's basically mm-hmm. like I already hate myself so much you bitch you like this one wine bitch you can't kill me This <laughs> <laughs> is basically him so um I think Can I that- guess the other one is the other one mirror mirror No the num- number 5 was the man trap I didn't put mirror mirror in there because we've had it so many mm-hmm. times But it's also a really good I mean- one yeah, but like it's a similar moment, right? When he's yeah. like, when he gets threatened by Mirror Spock, and he's like, still, just pretty chill. He's yeah, like, he's well, like, yeah. do what you want. I yeah, I don't care about well, my life. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's yeah. my number four. Do, like, do you have Mirror Mirror on the list? No. So what? Uh, what just... other episode do you have? I have um the Empath next. Oh. Which yeah. is an episode which is a lot about ethics. Mm-hmm. Like, in particular, about uh, utilitarismus. Utilitarism. I know that yes. one. <laughs> I know Being... word. <laughs> you know one word. God, I feel like we're such idiots today. Like, what is <laughs> happening to our brain? The, the, I think we've played Zelda the entirety of last week, and now nothing is left except, I don't know, Ornis and Zoras and <laughs> Titans. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. I mean, that and also all the uni work that just never stops without a break. <laughs> no, it's a never-ending story. So, yeah, you chose um, The Empath. The Empath. It's, a, it's an episode that's largely about ethics and also about medical ethics, um, which is a topic that you have, like, that they touch on quite a lot, I feel. Yeah. And, like, the, and it's also, like, largely about, like, self-sacrifice. And I thought that was really cool because, like, you have that one scene and basically they're just on a, they're on a planet and they get kidnapped, which happens a lot. And it's, like, <laughs> Spock um, and it's Bones and Jim. And there's these aliens and they, like, experiment on people. And I think for some reason, they, they just do it because they have this one species of empaths, right? So mm-hmm. there's this person... She doesn't speak and she doesn't she doesn't really do anything, I guess, except for she feels with others and she can heal others. And I think they're like they experiment on her more than on the others because they want her to be like empathetic and like take on the others like 
wounds and pain so mm -hmm. that um, they can see if she's worthy to survive or if her species is worthy to survive because the whole planet is about to blow. Yeah. And um, yeah, and like they almost kill Bones because he's like, yeah, I won't let Jim or Spock sacrifice themselves because they're so important um, to me and also to like the whole crew and the ship. And so he um, tranquilizes them and takes on, you know, the torture himself, which I think is very admirable. Yeah. So, yeah. I really like the episode in general. I mean, it's kind of hard to watch because it's torture in there. Yeah. So be warned in case you do want to watch it. But, um, yeah, I really, you know, like that. It's a good one. So, yes. um, yeah, my number three, because my number one and number three are still left. My number three is Shore Leaf. That's one episode oh, yeah. we've talked about before. And basically it's fun times. He has a good, like, until the moment he's killed. Um, <laughs> he does. <laughs> a good time. And By he gets, jousting. Like, yeah, he's he's brought back. So he'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, I enjoy the episode. He has fun. Um, it's a bit weird to see him quite flirtatious with the ladies. Yeah, that is it's weird. It's not something he does a lot. Um, Thank but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's just a neat episode, you know. It okay, is a neat so episode. How many do you have left? One, don't you? Two, two. Okay, two left. Okay, so the next one um is the Specter of the Gun or Specter of the Gun, and I thought it was like really cool to see Bones having to adapt because he's very used to like all this high tech mm, equipment and technology that mm -hmm. he can use for his doctoring and stuff. And in that episode, he has to like use his science knowledge yet again to mm -hmm. build a bomb like a tranquilizer bomb which is really cool because like they think about how they don't want to kill the i think the herbs right yeah and um but they're going to kill them so what are they going to do and then they try to be like ethical about it and they're like we can't shoot them we're just going to build this bomb so he goes to doc holiday um the dentist <laughs> and he's like yeah i need all this stuff it's very dire and he's like yeah, take it you're going to die anyway and i'm like okay <laughs> and then he tries to build this bomb with Spock, but then they find out that they can't really change like anything about the scenario. So they decide they do have to kill them, but then they don't end up killing them because like it's all like imaginary and yeah, I don't know. It's like a kind of weird weird conclusion weird to episode, the whole episode. Yeah. But I thought like that part was really cool where he like and Spock built this tranquilizer bomb. So yeah, he gets to do some science, like use science differently. Not yeah. necessarily for the good, I would say. I mean, yeah, kind of. But, like, it's better than, like, killing them outright. Definitely. Definitely. So. So, yeah, that, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that one. Even though it's yeah. a really... Like, it's weird, but it's still an entertaining episode. Oh, yeah. You know? The best so, part yeah. about the episode, admittedly, is Chekhov. Yeah. <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Like, they die a lot for, for like, a wholesome 60s TV show. Okay. Yeah. So my last, my number one is an episode we also have talked about before. And mm -hmm. I think, yeah, have we? Or did we just, like, say that we wanted to talk about that? I'm not I sure. It's the city on the edge of forever. Have we talked about that? I think we have. Like, <laughs> we're like the worst we podcasters. Wait, this is the apple. And then we have here the evil within. And then mm -hmm. so the at the edge of forever. We've talked number nine, oh. episode number nine. Yes. Maybe we need to re-listen to our own episodes. Lord. <laughs> Maybe we do. Um, so in case like you don't know the episode, it's basically... Um, it's a whole mess. And Spock, Kirk and Bones get 
time traveled back into the 1920s, 1930s. Yeah, time of the Great Depression. So. Yeah, in Some like late about. 20s, early early 30s. And mm-hmm. um, one of the big things in the episode, so like I think spoiler alert, I mean, yeah, the episode, like the episodes are 50 years old. So <laughs> at this point, you know, that's on you. Um, so basically, they have to kill like one person, either Edith Keeler. Edith Keeler. Hmm. Yeah, she has to die. And um, otherwise, a lot of bad stuff like butterfly effect will happen. Um, and there is this moment where Jim basically prevents Bones t- to help, like helping Edith. And she gets run over by a car. And it's a really dark moment. And I think that really brings it back to what I said with like my first episode with number five. Um, this his ethical and moral standing and how he tries always to save someone and how badly it hits him in that moment that he couldn't save her and mm-hmm. that someone died and he couldn't do anything about it. I think that's just... I mean, the and his acting, like, the forest deforests <laughs> acting <laughs> is, like, it's off the rails in a good way and um, it's just so entertaining <laughs> to watch and, and yet you still... <laughs> is amazing but at the end of the episode you still get that punch in the gut and you're like oh damn that was really impactful for bones so yeah that's why it's my number one what is your last okay. episode my last episode is not an episode it's a movie and it's not the one with the whales this time oh damn it, shocking <laughs> shocking i mean his performance in that movie is so funny when they're in the like hospital and like yeah. he gives like the medicine for the like old granny to regrow her what was it a kidney kidneys yeah <laughs> yeah hilarious so yeah so good so good and like how he complains about like the like t- the technology like Dark how it all looks like torture devices and stuff yeah, yeah. it's amazing <laughs> no but i didn't write that one down um no i wrote down star trek beyond and i know that we haven't talked about the aos things before <laughs> i couldn't help myself no. <laughs> i okay. couldn't help myself I don't think that we're going to do character episodes for um no. for the AOS movies. That would be extensive. Yeah, that would <laughs> be more. That would be something. To talk about Spock's rage issues for ninety minutes. I mean, I can talk about that for ninety minutes, but I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. No, I don't think so either. Okay, so yes, I have wrote down Beyond because listen, it is one of my favorite Star Trek movies in general because yeah. it feels like a real Star Trek movie. All about it does. Like, everything, you know, just feels right. And I just think, like, when um, Bones and Spock crash land on the planet, you know, after they were in their, like, pod distracting the hive or whatever, that is so freaking hilarious because, like, their chemistry is so good. Like, they have Mm -hmm. such a good rapport with their banter. And, yeah, it's it's really good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Working together, helping each other out. Yeah, and they differences. also have these, like, big discussions, I think. Like, what is, like, death, mm-hmm. change in life. So they get more character, yeah. like, more personality than they have in the other two films. Where they're quite yeah, sure. one-dimensional at sometimes. And here you actually have the feeling that these are, like, rounded people who might be, like, on two opposite, opposite sides of personalities. But still, yeah. they work together so well. So, yeah, it's a good choice. I mean, I didn't even think about taking AOS into account. But no, you've done it. Yeah, dum, like, dum, it's dum. one of my favorite, like, Bones just moments anyway. Yes. 
when Spock like starts laughing while he's dying and he's like, oh my God, he's delirious. And yeah. also he like quotes Shakespeare and yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. Also like, gotta like have an honorable mention for um, Carl Urban. But damn it, man, I'm a doctor, not a physicist. Because, you know, yes, we, we still love him. That. We haven't forgotten about him. Yeah, we, we would never forget about him. Never, never. So yeah, that that's a really good choice. Um, yeah. yeah, these were our top five episodes. Um like bones in itself was a really cool character and mm -hmm. yeah when i was reading up on him like for like the first part of the podcast i was like oh, wow he has done so many crazy and cool things and he's so intelligent mm -hmm. and yeah i'm really i'm really like glad we we talked about him um yeah so i think now it's <laughs> over an hour later it's time to get onto the like fuck mary kill part oh my god this is gonna be the longest episode <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, um, do you, do you want to give me your names? Sure. Okay. So for this one, I was inspired by Star Trek Beyond, but only for the first one because you will see. So my first character is Jayla because I was like very. Oh no! Wait! 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 Go back because we have new rules for this episode and we completely forgot about it. Right. I God. I did open like I did open my notes app for that whole purpose earlier and yeah so first off we usually <laughs> we didn't explain anything here so we played um <laughs> we usually play fuck mary Kill, but with different categories and like forget everything you know about the old ones because we were like yeah we've done a lot with them and we Wanna came up, up with some new categories some new rules so the first one is um that you have to switch lives with this person for a whole month Which is a long time to be yeah. stuck in someone else's life. Like, that's not just 24 hours. That's like a whole month. Yeah. Okay. So the second one is this person has to be your coach in a, like, talent reality TV show. Like, like Germany's Next Top Model or, like, America's Next Top Model or something. So if you know Germany's Next Top Model, this person has to be your Heidi Klum, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and the last one... <laughs> Yeah, the last category is that you and this character that you chose have to go to couples counseling. <laughs> and you don't you don't have to be in a relationship with that character. You know, I think there's probably like just counseling for like friendships or family therapy or something like that, but yeah, you have yeah. to go to counseling together. Okay. Yeah, I completely Now forgot about that. So this is going to be really interesting yeah. with the characters I chose. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget about that? Yeah, completely. <laughs> I was so preoccupied with my Scotty card that I did not think of that. Okay, so your first character was Jayla. What else do we my have? My first character is Jayla. She's amazing. She's funny. She's everything. Okay, so my second character, and this is going to be interesting too, it's Q. <laughs> okay. Haven't really talked about him before. And my last character is Saru. Because I was ah. like, you know, I already have two aliens. He's really cool. So let's go with Saru. Okay, this one is hard because um, I think everything with Q would be fucking hilarious. Um, so I think... <laughs> I I don't want to change lives with, like, a switch, like, get have the life of Saru because it's, like, a lot of responsibility. So I'm just gonna make, like, um, like post, like, at the end of Beyond, that Jayla. Mm -hmm. I would change lives with her just for a month. Just to experience yeah. what she's doing. I, I don't want to be on that fucking planet because that would be a nightmare. But I mean, I can, yeah. So I would think I would switch lives with Jayla. 
And mm-hmm. I think I would go to couple counseling with Saru. Because I think it would be a good time. You could have some really cool, like, interesting conversations, especially with him growing up in an entirely different, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. culture than I have. And him being a refugee and everything. There is a lot of stuff to unpack there. And I just, I just want to be cute for a month. <laughs> just have the time of my life. Harass every single Star Trek character that I can think of. Because he wait, is... Wait, 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 wait. You switched mm-hmm. lives with Jayla for a month. Oh, no. I already did that. Yeah, then, no. Wait, you're right. No, I, I'm gonna switch lives with Q and Jayla's gonna be my, my trainer. Because I really yeah. I really wanna <laughs> I really wanna harass every single person I know. Not in like a bad way, in just an annoying way. Um Do you know no. Hmm? Wait. Because there's like um there's a uh, there's an episode of um Voyager where they actually explore I think it's Voyager. Um where they actually explore what it's like to be a Q. Because like there's this one um, person, is it on Voy? I don't no, know. No, that's on, like, like you're talking about the TNG character with the the, the young woman. Yes. Yeah. No, but I'm like, gonna be like on, an, a good cue. I think you on know? Voy, yeah, on, I think on Voy they like explored like more how like Q actually is not like really respected by his peers because he like meddles in human affairs and stuff and yeah. like his life is not as easy as we think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, but my life ain't easy either, so <laughs> that's going to be fun for him. So, yeah, no, Jayla's going to be my coach. You're right, I completely, yeah, I misplaced yeah. that. So, yeah, because she would be terrifying, but she would have good input. Like, I would be terrified of her mm-hmm. because she would hit me with that, like, thing she hits people with. But at the yeah. same time, it would be a blast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these are my choices. And now I'm going to give you my characters. So, yeah. I mean, it's not that weird, like... No worries. So my first character is Dr. Flox. <laughs> mm-hmm. My second character is a character you have given me, but I haven't given you yet. So it's Riker. And my third character is Harry Kim. Neat. I like Harry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. As I said, I completely forgot about the new character categories. Otherwise, I probably would have chosen different characters. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> um, sure. I think I want to switch lives with Harry Kim mm. because he is in like a completely, dif- completely different part of the universe where literally no one ever has been before, like the void. No human. So that's yeah. really cool. Like they find new shit all the time. Um, I mean, they also almost die every week, but who doesn't? right yeah so and yeah like just being on the crew with like you know Janeway and Seven like that would be pretty cool I think like also Harry is a really nice guy he has a lot of friends yes he never gets promoted (laughs) but I'm fine with being an ensign you know I don't I don't mind and yeah also he's very musically like he has a big interest in being musically active so yeah. I really do too. So that would yeah. be nice. Um yeah, so that would be that would be my choice for that. And then I think I want <laughs> this is really hard. <laughs> um I think I might go to counseling with Riker because <laughs> he has a lot of insights uh, yeah. into <laughs> life. You know, just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, into life. He has a lot of experience with 
anything. And I could learn a little more about him, about what makes him the awesome guy he is. Yeah. And yeah, let's do some... I mean, also I have the feeling like he does counseling all the fucking time. He's a pro at that. I mean, his wife is a counselor. So yeah, true. I feel like he gets counseled more than any other person on the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> and he needs it too. Yeah, definitely. Um, they all do. Okay, so I guess Flox is my Heidi Klum then. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a look. <laughs> like he is very understanding. He's very, you know, he would try to he would try to not hurt your feelings and he would give good tips. Like he does give good advice. We know Definitely. that from Enterprise. So, I feel like he would be like and it would feel less weird to be like modeling in front of him <laughs> in front of Riker. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to walk up and down the catwalk in front of Riker? Could you do it without making a fool out of yourself? I mean, I wouldn't make a fool out of myself anyways, because I have no talent in my bones. But Me too. Yeah. um, Can't even walk straight. (laughs) I mean, I can do that, but I will fall down. It's yeah. like, if there's anything I can slip on, and even if it's just my own foot, I, I will do so. So yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And now, um, <laughs> God, I will never, f- no, I, God, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, modeling in front of Dr. Flux, I think that would be traumatizing for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, Paula, who, who's, who or what is your fuck fuck? In fact, fact this week is something very like normal, where mm. like that everyone I think experience, and it's just like stuff that you have to do as an adult, and it will never end. Yeah, <laughs> like for fucking example, laundry. doing the dishes every every fucking day. You, yeah. you know, come into the kitchen and you eat something, and then you have to do the dishes. And if you're lazy, like we are, sometimes you know you leave them from dinner, and then you come into the kitchen the next morning, and there's all these dishes that you used yeah. last night, and then you have to clean them, and it like repeats every single day, multiple times a day. That's like like it's a hell loop. No one can explain. Like we don't have a dishwasher either, so we have to do it by hand. So it takes a while. Although we're just yeah. two people, but yeah, if you cook like. Yeah, I have a lot of dishes. You, and yeah, you, have to you wash use them. a few pots and pans, and then everything is sticky and everything is slimy. Yeah, well, yeah. it's terrible. Also, doing laundry every no, like fucking not laundry. every single week, but like you know, we also did laundry already today, and that's when I thought of this because I was like, now I have to do the laundry again. Then I have to go <laughs> down into a stupid basement that's really disgusting and cold, and there's a lot of spiders down there. Like it literally hasn't. Like I know we t- talked about that. Like couple the times horror. before yeah but it's a horror basement like it <laughs> like i cannot explain it like they it's, haven't yeah. really done it since 1930 yeah it's been like this for a hundred years almost yeah and the thing is <sighs> if we ever like disappear please call the Just, cops i mean you don't know where we live but they will find out i think and probably. please tell call them and be like yeah they've probably got eaten by a murderous super spider in their evil mm-hmm. knievel basement basement yeah that's a cry for help (laughs) yes yeah so yeah so just like you know there's those are things that bother me on a regular basis and i was like might as well give them an honorary mention on here yep amazing Mm -hmm. so yeah so who's 
or what is your fuck fuck? My fuck fuck is a who, and um, it is Joss Whedon. And oh, the nice. For the, I'm not going to dive into this because we're already at an hour 15, and yeah. Um, but there's a whole Remember lot of before things. the episode you said, it's not going to be one and a half hours long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> screwed me over again. Um, Jokes on you. Yeah. So we just watched, like a lot of people, I would say, we watched the four hours Snyder Cut. And that's a whole other conversation. But one thing we noticed is... And it's something they talked about before, like the cast and also crew members, is how Joss Whedon mistreated like women and people of color on set of um, Justice League, allegedly, <laughs> for legal reasons. I'm, I'm yeah, going to say allegedly. that. Allegedly. So um, that's one thing. And one thing, like you notice, is there's a lot of really sexist scenes in the Joss Whedon, Whedon Snyder, not Snyder, yeah. Joss Whedon cut of Justice League that aren't there in the Snyder Cut. And there's a lot of things you can say on the Snyder Cut, um, but that's just one thing that really... Like, I came through and how they treated Gal Gadot and, like, her role as Wonder Woman. And also the entire thing, like, Joss Whedon once produced Buffy, almost now at this point, 30 years ago, and everyone treats him as this super feminist. And I was just reading The Runaways run by him from, like, a few Runaways comics from, I think, 2007. And every female character, which are all of them are minors, by the way. So the only make like from the main characters, only one person is 18 and he like um, it's Chase and all the female characters, all these kids basically get drawn so sexually and they get tortured. And it's just like every single woman is portrayed and written in a way where I'm like, that's that's not progressive. So that's no. why he's my fuckbook because it really annoys me. And it kind of annoys me that a lot of people hold him. I don't know somewhere up in the sky and be like yeah, like yeah he's so amazing and i'm not going to say he's like a bad filmmaker or anything because i don't want to go there but it's just something that annoyed me and i noticed while watching yep. the four hour cut i mean yeah that's like a big reason why i don't ever really watch age of ultron because yeah. like his portrayal of natasha in that movie is just terrible it's awful from the fall yeah. into your boob scene that was thankfully cut out of justice league by the way to yeah. um that's something that we actually actually actively noticed that it wasn't in there and we were so relieved because that is just yeah. like the worst joke it's the worst joke it's not funny yeah. it's kind of disgusting it's pervy yeah. yeah whatever and yeah well i'm not gonna go into this but yes um okay yeah that's so, a very valid fuck fuck yeah he just annoyed me this weekend so um mm. what about you good things happy things what's your dude or who my dude this week it's a what? And I think you can already guess <laughs> what it is. It's The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, f yeah, we've been playing it nonstop, yeah. I think. But, like, just to inform all of you, we also now have ordered um, Animal Crossing. So <laughs> that's also something that we're going to play nonstop then. You know. Yeah, bye-bye education. Bye-bye like, education. Yeah, I feel like, like both of those games, as weird as that may sound, are very similar. Because, like... F mm -hmm. For both of them, you're, like, out in nature, you do your thing, like, your little tasks, and, like, that makes you happy, you know? Yeah. So, that's, like, and then you also take care of things, like, one, it's, like, your island and, like, flowers and whatnot and your house, but also on Zelda, you can buy a house. So, yeah. I did that, and then, you know, I put things in it, and I'm, like, this is great, this is amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And you have horses yeah, in Zelda. I, 
I live through Link. I'm outside. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm climbing mountains and swimming and everything. Yeah. So that's my dude. That's a so really Alex. good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's your dude? So I also thought about choosing Zelda, but I was like, probably Paula's going <laughs> to choose the game. So I chose something else. But I just want to add on. Like, one thing that makes Zelda also so great is you can do the big things. You can be like, I'm going to fight all these titans and then I'm going to go and fight Ganon. But you can also just ride around on your ho horse. Mine is called Bruce, by the way. And Bruce is always being set on fire, which is an accident. I just want to clarify that. And um, you can just live your life. So, um, great choice. But my choice is actually the book I'm reading at the moment. It's called This Golden Only. Flame by Emily Victoria. It was in the latest fairy loot box from like the March box. And it's just, it's a fun read. I'm currently also reading the Aragon Inheritance Cycle. And this is like a really, these are big books, like 800, 900 pages. Mm -hmm. And I'm in book number three. I'm rereading them and I enjoy them so much. But at some point and like half, like half, I don't know. I think I read like 450 pages now. And my brain just needed a break because there's so much politics and war and tactics and fantasy and magic. And I just was like, okay, that's just amazing. But I just need some time off to think yeah. um so yeah I, i really enjoyed the book it's fun so far um we also i also i don't know there's at least one non-binary character which i really enjoyed um i was quite excited to see that and i think the other like the main character the one thing i read about it is that apparently she's not getting a romantic interest in the entirety of the book nice. and it's a standalone book so That is something that's quite refreshing for the young adult genre because usually everyone, like every protagonist has at least one, if not two or three love interests mm. which they get cornered by. So, um, yeah, that that is my choice. They get cornered by their love Yeah, that sounded so much more dirty. <laughs> not, just like, not just like dirty, it also sounded like kind of like they're being threatened by them. <laughs> like you're getting cornered by your love interest and they're like, I don't want to choose. <laughs> So yeah, that was not, I mean, in terms of love triangles are usually a love corner where two men or two women are attracted to one man or woman and it ain't great because it's usually a bit no. annoying. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's really neat. And that's why it's my dude. Awesome. Yeah. That was a long episode. We talked mm -hmm. for hours. Well, not quite, but yes, it felt it like hours. <laughs> So I hope it didn't feel like hours for you, dear listener. Um, <laughs> being like, oh, I mean, my you can God, split when... the episode up for you if you don't want to listen in one go. You know, <laughs> or they're like, Let's I'm go. not gonna listen at all. Bye, bitches. <laughs> I mean, please don't I wouldn't do that. hope that. Yeah. So um, yeah, this was. I had a lot of fun. I think this was um, especially with like the fun fact game. I had a lot of fun and. Mm -hmm. um i also i'm glad i get got to talk about bones a bit more because he's really cool and yeah should i tell the people where they can find us that would be beneficial <laughs> i mean i could just not do it no okay if you want to find us on social media you can find us both on instagram and twitter under at deep underscore space underscore gay and if you want to write us an email about anything or everything um you can do that or send that email to deep.space.gay at gmail.com. And yeah, um, I think that was it for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you have any input on Bones, um, as yeah, you can reach out to us. Or if you think that the episodes we chose were 
awful and there are so much bad like so many better episodes please tell us um but please do nicely and yeah um we'll see you next week with we discuss another episode a tos episode mm -hmm. And it's gonna be, I think, isn't it Spock's brain? Isn't that the one we, we wanted to talk oh, about? Oh, really? I'm I not don't sure. Remember I'm like our plan. So no, it's oh, it's patterns of force, and it's gonna be oh, a bit true. more heavy the because Nazi episode. the Nazi episode. So um, yeah, we'll see you, or you'll hear us. <laughs> it would be quite creepy if we'll see you be like, hi. <laughs> um, you'll hear us next week, like next time, and we'll see you then. Yeah, until then, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.